what he's done for me, he can do for you. So I say to you, although you're going through, what he's done for me, he can do for you. Why don't you open your mouth and Yeah. 
Just to give you the final plans for the 26th annual pastor's anniversary celebration. Amen? Amen. We should all get excited about honoring our pastor who has for 26 years dedicated himself to leading us, um, to helping us to grow spiritually um, as individuals and growing this church. So um, I hope that we can all get excited about celebrating him. Amen. So I want to give you the final details on all of the activities that are going to occur. Um, the first weekend will be June the 4th, and we are going to honor his wife because we know she stands behind him, beside him, with him to do everything possible, make, make everything possible that he does. So we are going to honor her on Saturday, June the 4th, over in the Family Life Center, what we call the Executive Lobby. And we'll have a high tea, and, and we all want to get together and celebrate her, come in your, your Sunday dress, um, and let's just celebrate Sister Elizabeth for who she is and what she does to honor our pastor. That will start at 10 a.m. over in the Family Life Center. And this, this year we've done things a little differently, not to overwhelm you at one time. So the following weekend, on Saturday, June the 11th, we will honor Pastor Dara with a formal gala. And what that means that, amen, amen. And what that means is we're all gonna dress up in our ladies in our long gowns and uh, men in our tuxedos. We're gonna be formal and have dinner at the Hotel Bentley starting at 6 p.m. Um, with Pastor Dara and Sister Elizabeth. And I wanna remind all of the ministries that this is your opportunity uh, at that gala to honor Pastor Dara with any gifts that you all may have that you want to present to him. So be prepared to do that on that Saturday evening um, at the Hotel Bentley at 6 p.m. There is no cost, but we do ask that you RSVP, and you can do so two ways. You can either contact the church office, or you can use the church app um, to go in and to RSVP for you and your guests. Um, we want to celebrate Pastor Dara, so we want to see all of you um, present at all of these activities to honor Sister Elizabeth and to honor Pastor Dara. And don't forget that on the Sunday, June the 12th, we'll be here back in the sanctuary for a special worship service. Um, Pastor Dara has selected uh, a great speaker for both of those services to come and deliver that message for uh, the anniversary celebration. So we're asking that you all be present. If you're needing something special to put your uh, gift in, the ushers will have the blue envelopes for the pastor's anniversary. You can use those both for Sister Elizabeth and for Pastor Dara. Um, I asked last Sunday when I made the announcement that you pray first of all and you prepare to honor Sister Elizabeth and Pastor Dara for 26 years here at Zion Hill. Um, feel free to ask us any questions that you may have, but I hope to see you all June 4th and June 11th. Thank you. Good morning again. 
Good morning again. Good morning again. I'm Minister Lily B. And I'm here to ask you for some money. Amen. Praise the Lord. And I'm going to read a scripture from 2 Corinthians, the ninth chapter, and the seventh verse. You know, God is so good, he always gives us instructions about everything. Each of you should give whatever you have decided. So you have to make a decision. You should be sorry that you gave a fear force to give. Since God loves a cheerful giver, that means he wants you to come to be excited, to be able to have the opportunity to bless him with your gift. Because besides, God will give you his constant. God will give you his constant overflow in kindness. Then when you always have everything you need, everything you need, everything you need, you can do more and more good things. Scripture says the righteous person gives freely to the poor. His righteousness continue forever. That means you be hooked up to the, the divine. You'll constantly be blessed in your health and your wealth and your children or whatever is going on in your life. Amen? So if you have been blessed by this ministry, we encourage you to give. Giving is receiving. Online viewers may scan the QR code of, on the screen. Text to give to 73256. 73256. And enter Zion Hill Family dollar sign or go to the give and take giving tab on the church website. Amen. We got a lot of projects going on over here for Zion Hill. We got the billboard out front. We're trying to build a, a, a place for the children, not just children in, in this church, but children in the whole community. So everybody need to get behind this. So it'll be an emphasis for our children, your children, grandchildren, and grandchildren, on and on and on. Amen. That's how you build wealth in your community. Amen. So those are the things that we need to start doing and looking at because we're not going to be here forever. Amen. So we want our children to have a good life. Amen. With all the things that they need in life. Amen. So we are in a position to help. So let us do that. Amen. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Father God, we give you the highest praise today because you're so worthy of all of our praise. We thank you right now, Lord God, for the anointing of the Holy Ghost, God, that changes hearts and changes minds. Lord God, we thank you for the great man of God that is going to bring the word of God, that's going to feed your people, Lord God, so we'll be able to withstand the power of the enemy today. In the name of Jesus, and Lord God, we ask you to bless every giver in the house. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Ushers, you may come forth.
Come on, let's thank God for our children one more time. We are grateful, grateful, grateful for our blessing. I want to say good morning to every one of you. Thank you for your commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. Please don't forget all of the announcements that have been made. We ask that you please govern yourself accordingly. If we want to thank God for all of our guests this morning. We are grateful that you have chosen to worship with us this morning. It's all right to clap. We thank God for all of our guests. It's a blessing to have people come to your house. I want you to turn your Bible to the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 4. That's where we're going to study the Word of God this morning. The book is 1 Samuel, chapter 4, verse number 10. Thanks to all of our worship team. Thank you for lifting up the name of Jesus Christ. Please don't forget all our desire to bless these young people. Believe me when I tell you, it's a good investment of your time and your resources because that is an investment that will outlast you. And God said, if you do it for the least of these ones, you've done it unto him. Again, the Bible is 1 Samuel chapter 4, verse number 10. And the Philistines fought. And Israel was smitten. And they found, they fled every man into his own tent. And there was a very great slaughter. For there fell of Israel that same day 30,000 footmen. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we are grateful for another day's journey. Lord, we thank you for this brand new day. David said, I went to bed last night. I woke up this morning because you, God, sustain me. And Lord, we want to say thank you for sustaining us during the night. Not only did you sustain us, you watch over our children. We say thank you. You protected all of our properties, all of our belongings. Lord, we say thank you. To the extent that the enemy is trying to attack us, we are grateful that we have a God who has got our back. Lord, we lift up every family present here this morning. 
If there be any need in this house, Lord, we lay it at the altar because your word said we can cast all of our cares upon you, knowing that you care for us. So we pray for those who are sick. Lord, we thank you in advance for quick recovery. Wholeness. Nothing missing, nothing broken in our church family. Somebody was in ICU, Lord, you delivered him. Somebody had a heart attack, Lord, you made a way. Somebody is now in the hospital as I speak. Lord, I thank you for your divine touch. Thank you that your name is Jehovah Rapha. Our God who healeth us. You did it before, we know you can do it again. Whatever form of illness that is present here today, we send it back to hell where it came from. Lord, we decree, decree and declare your healing in this house. Thank you for all the praise report. Lord, we are grateful for all the new projects, all the new accomplishments, all the graduations. Lord, we are so grateful that you are blessing us every day. For those who are saying, I need help. Father, I thank you that you will send help. Because your name is a present help in time of trouble. I thank you that the devil will have no foothold in this house. I thank you that the blood of Jesus remains sufficient for every one of us. I thank you that by your stripe we are healed. Lord, I thank you that you will supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus. I thank you that those who are believing for miracle, their miracle is now on the way in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that you build a fence around this congregation. Protect us from all harm and danger. Keep us from falling, O oh God. You said it and we believe it. A thousand may fall. Ten thousand by your right. Lord, you promise that we will only see it happen it will not affect us. So we step into a rightful place right now. We cover ourselves by the blood of Jesus Christ. And by faith we decree and we declare all is well. In this congregation all is well. In our various homes all is well. In our business, in our, in, on our job all is well. With all of our children, those who are near, those who are far, we say by faith this morning, it is well. 
Thank you for the word of God that will go forth. Help us to understand it. Help us to comprehend it. Help us to put it to practice in our lives. I thank you that miracles after miracles after miracles will be happening in this house. Eyes have not seen it. Ears have not heard it. It's not been conceived in the hearts of men what you God has in stock for Zion Hill. It is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk with you briefly on the subject titled The Presence of the Lord. What did I call it? The Presence of the Lord. My brother, my sister, if there is one thing that we all need, it is the presence of the Lord. Let me encourage you to pay very close attention and let me encourage you to study the word of God with me because heaven and earth shall pass away but the word of God will stand forever. The passage I just read to your hearing today is about two countries, two nations. One is the Philistines, and the other one is called Israel. What about these two nations? Just like you see on television, Russia is a nation, Ukraine is a nation, and they're fighting. The same thing in your Bible. Philistine is a nation. Israel is a nation. Guess what they are doing? They are fighting. And the Bible said in that war, Philistine fought very hard. In that same war, the Bible said Israel fled before their enemies. In that same war, Israel, because they won't fight, because they fled, they were smitten in that war. And then the Bible lets you know, as a result, the people of Israel lost 30,000 people that same day. It's interesting how the Bible is so relevant today. The other day I was reading the news and the president of Ukraine says they have killed 27,000 Russians. Well, the Bible told you that in this war that I just read to you about, in the word of God, the people of Israel lost 30,000 men. The question must be asked, why? Why do so many people have to die? 
And in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 4, verse 22, the Bible gives you the reason why. And the reason is the glory of God had departed. When we talk about the glory of God, we are talking about the presence of, of the Lord. Now that's, that's what lead me to the topic for today. You are finished in life if the glory of God left you. You're not going to go too far in this life if the presence of the Lord is not with you. And that is why I said you have to pay attention. How do they know that the glory of God has departed? I'm glad you asked. The Bible said in that same verse, 1 Samuel chapter 4, verse 22, it says the ark of the Lord has been taken by the enemy. For those of you who are not theologians, you need to know the ark of the Lord represents the presence of the Lord. Now you see why we are talking about the presence of of the Lord. The reason, therefore, why Israel lost 30,000 men one single day is because they lost the presence of the Lord. Now I can stop here and preach to you for the next 24 hours. That in this world where you hear all kinds of rumors and reports and negative news, one thing that you need, one thing that your family needs, one thing you need in your business, on your job, in your going by far and near, you need the presence of the Lord. My assignment is to tell you what it is. My assignment is to tell you how to get it, how to maintain it, and how to be a carrier of the presence of the Lord. The reason why I say you need to pay attention is so that you don't watch other family being blessed. When God is a God of everyone, and the only reason is because you don't pay attention to what does says the Lord. This is not a traditional church. This is a world church. The Bible says he sent his word, and he healed the people. We all need... This thing called the presence of the Lord. It is the presence of the Lord that was helping Israel to win every war. Wherever they go, they kick somebody's behind. But this time, they got their own behind kicked. 
There's a reason. And the Lord, through his grace and mercy, told us the reason. The secret to every success is the presence of the Lord. You cannot lose in life when God is with you. Are you listening to me? <laughs> the Bible is not complicated. If you work it, it will work. There's a reason why our forefathers will sing songs like, Take the Lord with you. Everywhere you go. They may not speak Greek or Hebrew, but they have enough understanding that when the Lord is present in your house, no devil can mess with your children. Our forefathers, that's why I spent time studying history. These people have incredible wisdom. You and me, with all the technology, we are still acting a fool. And sometimes I'm scratching my head. How can people have all these tools in their gadgets and still struggling in life? The one thing that you and I need in our home, in our journeys, in our business, in our pursuit, in our career, is the presence of the Lord. That is their power. That is their secret weapon. That is their protection. So, ladies and gentlemen, you must be asking the question in your spirit right now. What is the presence of the Lord? If that's what I need, what does it mean? What are we talking about? Where well, the presence of the Lord is very simply defined as a, the person of God being manifested in your life. Have you ever noticed some people who are winning in life with little or no effort? There's something we call sweatless victory. The secret behind that is God with them. I always describe it is when God's super come upon your natural, giving you the ability to do things that you couldn't do before you super got on your natural. And all of a sudden, you see yourself winning where everybody else is struggling. Yes, you're a school teacher. But everything that you do is blessed. That's what the Bible is talking about when it says, you shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. Just hold it right there. Think about it. You don't have to be a farmer. If you're a tree, you're going to need the soil. And you're going to need regular, ah, regular supply of water. If God then position you and you are planted, 
by the rivers. Your source is there. While everybody is talking inflation, while everybody is talking about lack and struggle, you will be flourishing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. David described it. He said, he made me to lie down. And look where he put me. In green pasture. This is not something you do in your own ability. Only God can make you, make you lie down. Maybe you're like me. I, I was too stupid to lie down. So he had to make me. I would have missed my opportunity in life. I came to this little town. I said to myself, I said, I'm not impressed. This is too small. Ain't nothing going on here. I said to myself, Seth, we're going to leave and find a better place. God had to make me lie down. And all of a sudden, Central Louisiana become a green pasture for me. There are things that only God can do for you. Are you listening to me? That is why you need the presence of the Lord. The Yoruba say run, run, run. It means that if you're not careful, the stupidity in you will rub off on your children. And sure enough, I begin to see the same stupidity, my children. Oh, they cannot wait until they finish high school so they can run out of this place. This is too small. Ain't nothing going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the Lord reminds me, say, son of mine, you remember how stupid you are? But thank God I'm a Baptist. I didn't wait for the Lord to do it this time. I break every spirit in my house that failed to recognize this is green pastor. You know my story. They all went to school. They, they got all the education. They're ready to run. And then they were going to various places. And then reality began to set in. Even with all the education, nobody will hire them. It's not enough for you to have all these degrees. It's not enough for you to, to learn a trade. Except the Lord protect the house. In vain, the watchman is watching. Except the Lord protect your city. Nothing will move without God. What we need is the presence of the Lord. My children were shocked when I said, oh, having a job is no problem. Just come to central Louisiana. 
That's the grim pastor. The very place you don't want to be. And I'll pick up the phone and bam, that's a job. I'll pick up the phone, bam, and everybody was just getting settled. Why? Because there is a place called green pasture. There is a place in your life that God will supply all your needs. What you need, my brothers, my sisters, in addition to all your efforts, you need the presence of the Lord. Please permit me to educate somebody. There are three kinds, three types of presence of the Lord. How many did I say? The Bible talks about the omnipresence of the Lord. The Bible also talks about the inner presence of the Lord. And thirdly, the Bible talks about the manifested presence of the Lord. Brother Pastor, what are you talking about? I'm glad you asked. When we talk about the omnipresence of the Lord, we are saying that you cannot escape God. God is everywhere. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The book of Psalms, chapter 139, verse 7. David recognized what I'm saying. David said, where can I go? Where can I hide from your presence? He said, if I fly away. He said, you are there. If I go down in hell, you're there. No place for me to hide because God is Jehovah Shammah, the Lord who is there all the time. <laughs> I was messing with one preacher when I was in Africa because uh, one problem in third world nations now because the economy is bad and government bad and all that. So poor people have resorted to stealing and breaking in and kidnapping. So now, then if you come from a country like America, they assumed that you are filthy rich. So therefore, you become an easy target. So they were trying to warn me, you know, how to conduct myself, places you cannot go, stay in your hotel room, and don't call attention to yourself, all kinds of stuff. Then I said something weird. I told those preachers that are trying to coach me, I said, if anybody kidnap me, you're just wasting your time. And they're looking at me, fool, we're trying to protect you. And, and they ask me, why are you so arrogant or so full of yourself? I say, it's not about me. There is something called the omnipresence of the Lord. There is nowhere 
you can keep a child of God with you, God is there. Some of you, you're going through some things right now and you think nobody knows or you think you're by yourself or you think nobody cares. But let me school you, let me tell you, God is Jehovah Shammah. He is there all the time. If somebody mess with you, they mess with God. If somebody try to abuse you, they mess with God's child. And God said, touch not my anointing. Do my servant no harm. The problem, ladies and gentlemen, those of us who are children of God, we don't know who we are and we don't know whose we are. And so we're crying and sucking our thumb as if, oh, now the enemy has got you. No weapon, form, or fashion against you shall prosper. And every tongue. Rise up against you, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servant of the Most High God. Tell your neighbor, I'm protected. Say it like you mean it, I am protected. There's also what we call the inner presence of God. The Bible said, Jesus talking to his disciples, he said, the Holy Spirit has always been there. It's even before the world was created, he was there. The Bible says, when the world was dark and chaotic, it was the Holy Spirit. The Bible said, the Spirit moved. So he was there. But Jesus said, now you're fixing to be promoted. Before now, he's with you. But from now on, he will be in you. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's amazing what the word of God will do to you when you understand who you are and who you are. People on your job may think you are just an ordinary person. You may well be the reason why the whole company is blessed. Because the Holy Ghost lives inside of you. You know how the choir will sing something on the inside, working on the outside. Sometimes I'll be wondering, I say, do these people understand the graffiti of what they're saying. I know you got the beat and you can shake your booty. Oh, what a change in your life when you are a carrier of the Holy Spirit. So we have the omnipresence of God. He's everywhere. Then we have the inner presence of God. He lives in you. But then there is a third kind of presence that the Bible calls the manifest presence of God. What does that mean? The manifest presence of God is when somebody is trying to do you wrong 
and God just sends some lightning. Just got the attention. You don't even know you are sleeping. But all day, all night, there are angels that are walking and fighting and standing by you. That's why the Bible says, God be for you. I almost say, who the hell can be against you? Sometimes people will think you're just full of yourself. But you can't help yourself when you know what you got. God from time to time will manifest himself. Just to show your enemies. You better don't mess with that sister. You better don't mess with that child. You better don't mess with that preacher. That's mine. If you don't believe me, you sisters here, just imagine. Many of you are nice women. You're very cool, calm, collected. Until somebody mess with your child. So the Bible is not complicated. The same thing with God. He said, don't mess with my children. Ladies and gentlemen, God from time to time will manifest himself. It's when he made his presence known. Look at Exodus chapter 33 verse 14. God said to Moses, he said, my presence will always go with you. And he said, my presence will give you rest. Make sure it's in your Bible. That's what we call manifest presence. Hallelujah. One parent was telling me, pastor pray with me, my child is going to the military. And I said, well, praise the Lord. Have a safe trip. God is with you. And, and this precious woman said, Man, I'm, I'm looking for some real prayer. <laughs> then I realized what she's missing. She doesn't know who she is. And I took the time to tell her, I say, I have nothing to brag about except the grace of God. I said, I've been here more than two decades. Nobody died in the military under my watch. I said, when I tell you, go in peace. Please, don't ask me any more questions. Grab hold of the world and run with it. God is bigger than your Mickey Mouse religion. My people perish for lack of knowledge. God said to Moses, my presence will go with you. And my presence will give you rest. I'm trying to tell you how important the presence of God is. 
Moses got it. Moses said back to God, say, Lord, if you're not going to go with us, don't even send us. That's somebody who knows what he needs in this life is the presence of God. Look at Genesis chapter 3. I've got to hurry up. Oh, Lord Jesus. Genesis chapter 3, verse 8. Talking about Adam and Eve. The Bible said they heard the sound of the Lord walking at the cool of the day. Then the Bible continues to say, these fools, then they went and hide from the presence of God. The very thing they need. If I had time, I would submit to you the biggest problem for most of us, we are hiding from the presence of God. You'll be amazed how many people Sunday morning where I don't need to go to church. I'll, I'll go maybe next month. They are hiding from the presence of God. The God who said, where two or more are gathered in my name. I am present in the midst of God. You cannot be in my house Sunday morning and you're not in church. Either you're going to be dead or I will be dead. But both of us will not exist in that house. I know too much about God to play with him. And if you are my children, and you live out of town, I don't know what you do Monday. I, I almost say I don't care what you do Monday through Friday through Saturday. But come Sunday morning, you better find your way to somebody's church. I don't care if you call it Baptist church or Methodist church or Pentecostal. Get your, get, get up! This is a God who said, without me, you can do absolutely nothing. These are not fancy phrases. These are not a suggestion. You cannot make it without God. Except the Lord build your house. You are laboring in vain. I was hanging out. They're probably watching now. I was hanging out with a, a couple, their medical doctor, and he told me how he worked. He built his own hospital. I was there. We visited the good, and he works every day, Saturday, Sunday. He sleeps in the hospital. And then I said, "Well, I'm proud of you. You are doing very well." But I say you got a problem. I say if you have to work so hard, that even on the last day you're working, 
I say your business will not grow. It's as if Adam start fire. The wife, you know her. The wife said, man of God, you are absolutely correct. This husband should have been doing far better than. He said, don't be fooled with all the fancy stuff you see. We are struggling. The husband was upset. But she said, no, I'm going to tell this man the truth. So we can be blessed. You have to take the Lord with you. You have to include God in your program. The Bible says, in fact, if you really want to make it be, seek ye first. The kingdom of God. Seek his righteousness. Then he said, all this other stuff that people are dying to get. All this other stuff that people are stepping on each other and cutting each other's throat. All of it will be added unto you. The family, they, we had our own house. They make us to stay in the house. For days, they say, your presence has opened our eyes to some things. You know what I'm trying to tell you? The presence of the Lord is the most important commodity that you can have. Adam and Eve hide from the presence of God. And you know the story. It didn't go well for them. Please take note. They were hiding not from omnipresence of God because God is everywhere. They were not hiding from the inner presence of God because the Holy Ghost has not been giving us a gift. They were hiding from the manifest presence. Why is it manifest? They could actually hear. You know what I'm trying to say to you? If I were to get on my knees to beg you, don't hide from the presence of God. Everybody that tried to hide from God, they never make it. Is it possible to leave the presence of God? Yes. What reason? Causes people to leave the presence of God. I don't have enough time, but I will just hit it quickly. The reason why people hide, why people leave the presence of God, is sin. Are you listening to me? A sinner will run when nobody is chasing him. Adam and Eve, they used to hang out with God. This is not the first time he came. He will often come and they'll be hanging out. They could hear his footstool when he's coming. But this time they heard him coming, they ran. Why are they running? 
because sin. Ladies and gentlemen, you go through the Bible, you see the same thing over and over again. Remember Mr. Jonah. He hide from the presence of God. God told Jonah, go this way. It's like asking somebody, go to Carfax. And then he head on to Lacan. He's heading the opposite direction. And that's the problem for many church people. I submit to you, the devil don't stand a chance to mess with you. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say unto the Lord, he is my refuge. He is my protection. No devil can mess with your children. If they are under the covering of God. Ladies and gentlemen, remember Mr. Cain. I can go through the Bible over and over again. God told him, what's your attitude? Instead, he killed his brother. Then he started running. From the presence of God. And God had to remind him, fool, how far do you think you can run? Your brother's blood is crying out from the ground. You know what I'm trying to tell all of us? Your hands are too short to box with God. If God tell you to sit down, if God tell you go to church, if God tell you to pray, it doesn't take much to be blessed. Stop running from God. I got to try to end this because this is becoming a Bible study. But I would suggest to you the reason why the presence of God is not in most churches. Are you listening to me? It's because of sin. Sin in the pulpit. Sin in the choir stand. Sin in the worship team. Sin in the congregation. Sin in the building. You see the problem. So then we wonder why no more miracles. How will you know if the presence of God is gone? You can feel it. You can see it. Ladies and gentlemen, you can sense the presence of God. The Bible, ah, I'm trying to stop. The Bible said one day, people were in church like you. They were having church. And all of a sudden, the poles begins to move. 
And then the, you see, the building. You see, if that happened here, you all will say, oh, call 911. Oh, it must be an earthquake. That's what the prophet said in the year King Uzzah died. I saw the Lord high and lifted up. He's straight. You can tell if something is shaking. You can tell the power of God is on the moon. He said the pulse of the building begin to We need the presence of God. Ladies and gentlemen, too many people in the church, they are living in sin. And you might be saying, Pastor, I thank God you're not talking about me. But you see, I'm not talking about smoking weeds alone. I'm not talking about staying all night in a nightclub. I mean, there's some obvious things. But what about unforgiveness? What about anger? What about jealousy? Your sister just found a man, but you're unhappy about it. There are some sins that are not obvious. But what I'm saying to you is that when we begin to make sin a career, the consequence, the presence of God will leave the building. If I have time, I will tell you the reason why Lucifer was kicked out from heaven from the presence of God is because of some of these sins in his heart. He thought himself equal. Check your heart. Are you happy when somebody is blessed? Check your heart. Do you rejoice or are you envy and jealous of other people? In conclusion, that's the first time I say that, right? Okay, good. The book of Psalms 100, beginning from verse 1, it says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his what? His presence. Let me advise somebody. Let me school. I don't care what you have done wrong. Never, never run away from the presence of God. What you really need to be doing is to run towards the presence of God. Because when it's all said and done, God is loving. God is forgiving. He said, if you confess your sins, he's faithful, he's just. So, the world thing, what you need to do is stay away from his presence. Stay away from the church. Where we were in Mona all night. 
we was we were doing whatever. And say now don't go to church today. Let's wait till next week. No, fine. <laughs> That's one thing David was good at. Every opportunity when he screwed up, he will run towards God. And say, Lord, give me another chance. Ladies and gentlemen, let me say this in conclusion. If we don't have the presence of God, we don't have anything. What would the purpose of his presence be? A simple example would be, if I come here today and I'm talking about salvation, and I'm preaching about salvation, the presence of God is what will get people saved. That's why we need. If your pastor come today and I begin to talk about healing, guess what? I'm not a healer. I'm a human being just like you. Guess what will cause healing? The presence of God. That's right, brother. The, the presence of God. Every success story you hear in this church, the presence of God is what's making it happen. I can talk about it. I can preach about it. It's the presence of God. I've got to stop. I'm going to ask every one of you to stand. Because I, I, I want you to be able to come back. Hallelujah. You all look good, children. I'm so impressed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If you are like me, you're here today. And you see, I want more of his presence. I've been trying to make it on my own. But I want more of him. Pastor, I see clearly, without him, I cannot do anything. You are the one that God sent me to. But it will take humility on your part. You can hear this sermon and say, well, I'm sorry. I'll try it again someday. Or you can say, I can see, I can use more of his presence in my work with God. I need more covering for my children. I need more covering for my business. I need more covering for my pursuit, my ministry. You are the one that God is talking to today. Find your way to the altar. Hallelujah. To me. Thank you, Jesus. God is needing you to be a carrier of His presence. It's like you become the presence of God becomes a repellent to the attack of the enemy.
Lord, we thank you. To me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Many times I come to church and the presence of God exposes the condition of the congregation's heart. Sometimes some people are texting in his presence. Having a conversation in his presence. Some people that's the time they want to be sending emails and text messages. Some people are in his presence, they can't even open their mouth to sing. Some people in his presence, they can't even open their, their hands to clap. Shout! How dare you in the presence of God? The truth be told, when you see the temple, there is the outer court and there is the inner court, but God is in the holies of holies. And the Bible said, the Lord is in his only temple. Let everyone be silent. We don't need religion. We need the presence of God. And when you have it, when you become a carrier of his presence, people will shoot at you and that arrow will miss you. People will aim and target your children and that arrow will miss its target. On your job, people will be planning evil, trying to shut you down, trying to set you up. But because you are a carrier of the presence of God, no weapon fashion of form against you shall prosper. Father, I thank you for everyone before this altar. Even me, Lord, I know without a doubt I belong to the altar. It's not going to be by might. It's not going to be by power. It takes your spirit. Father, I pray for more of your presence in the life of everyone before this altar. Lord, create in us a clean heart. Renew the right spirit. In your presence, that's not a time to answer a phone call. In your presence, that's not a time to be talking about what we are going to do for lunch. In your presence, that's not the time for gossip. That's not the time for text messages. Forgive us, oh God. We ask for more of you, less of us. All of you and none of us. Lord, I pray for a divine covering for every family before this altar. Cover them, oh God, 
in their health. Cover them, oh God. Their family, their children, cover them, oh God. Show yourself strong in the life of everyone before this altar. Lord, I thank you that the enemy will not be able to reach them. I thank you, O oh God, that they are saved in your arms. I thank you, O oh God, that they are protected. I thank you, O oh God, that you will build a fence all around them. There is power in your presence. There is power in the blood of Jesus. Lord, I pray you will show yourself strong on behalf of these ones. Lord, I thank you that you will begin to manifest yourself. Manifest presence in our home. Manifest presence on our job. Manifest presence on our health. Manifest presence in our finances, oh God. Lord, I thank you. This house shall be a house of miracles. Help us to be carriers of your presence. Not to run away from your presence, but to run to your presence. And I thank you that changes will be taking place. I thank you that miracles will be counted. More and more display of your glory in the life of this world. It is so. In Jesus' name. Open your mouth, shout amen. amen. That amen is still under construction. He that the Son of God set free is free indeed. Open your mouth, shout amen. Give God your loudest amen. Thank you for being in church. for being in the house of God I want you to do me a favor before you go please listen I am determined to go on the offense the Bible says go to the enemy camp and take back I'm going to ask these young people to sing a song for us and while they are singing I'm going to ask our ushers to come and stand right here. Do you know what I'm asking you for? We're going to build them a house. We're going to keep them from the street. We want to keep our young people from the jailhouse. We are going on the offense. I won't tell you what, what to give. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. Guess what I'm told? The last time I did this, because I was full of myself, I don't want to do it. I thought, why would I be begging? I'm a blessed man. But the Lord said, shut your mouth. Humble yourself. This is not about you. It's about young people. In this community, so I ask you, 
And I will pray this will be a seed for you. Seed in the ground is meant to grow and produce fruit. Thank you, sir. So that's why I say it is up to you. The last time we do this, guess what? Within five minutes, we collected more than two thousand dollars. The reason why she said that's right is because they, they won't keep it in record. I believe we don't have to go outside this building. All that we need to be a blessing to our children, they're right here. So I'm going to shut up, let them sing. Whatever the Lord puts in you, sister, wife, please give me money. I need, I want to sow I'm believing God for my children, grandchildren, great, great grand. When I'm dead and gone, I want the power of God to be speaking about me now. Give us the Lord bless you. Sing, children.
Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Look at your neighbor and says, with your help and my help, we're going to fulfill this vision. Hey! Ah, glory to God. Look at somebody and say, we call it done. We call it done. In Jesus' name. Father God, we thank you for the word that was preached, Lord God. We thank you for everyone. The presence, Lord, in the presence of your word, Lord God. We just ask you, Lord, to lead us and guide us as we journey back to our various home. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Glory to God.